Welcome to My Journey, the podcast for individuals who are seeking to write their own stories while creating more healthy life along the way. My name is Brian Pickowitz. This is My Journey. And now it's time to start yours. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to My Journey. I am your host, Brian Pickowitz, and I want to welcome you all to the podcast. And I'm excited to be back. So for those of you who are listening, and obviously you're seeing the podcast title, you're seeing the title of this video if you're watching it on YouTube or Facebook. This is my reflection of taking a full month off of social media. And this sounds like an interesting thing. Like it sounds like something you should just be able to do, but this is something that actually caused me a tremendous amount of duress. And it was something that was so... I don't want to say therapeutic, but it was just such an amazing experience, but also <laughs> brought up some tremendous amount of anxiety too. And so when I look at what the last month has looked like, first off, I appreciate you all <laughs> tuning in to Lindsay's episodes and allowing that to be something that she could test out, but also bring value to you. And I, I hope that those episodes were tremendously valuable. But I wanted to create space on this podcast right now to really dive into some of the top five things that I experienced. I, I limited down to five, and there's going to be different things that I, I kind of piece in here. But over the last month, stepping back from social media and really stepping back from content creation, it's not that social media was the problem. It was that I was producing so much content, and I was running myself into the ground, really. Now, it sounds like from the outside that that might just be a simple solution, but meaning just stop producing content. Okay, we'll find another way, or why do you feel like you have to produce content? But for me, producing content has been a part of my life for the last four years. And although I don't make my income from social media, social media is a cornerstone of how I have built my coaching business. And so this year has been a tremendous amount or tremendous learning experience with a great deal of wisdom that I've gained. And I'm going to be honest, when I talked to Lindsay about how I wanted to go about making this podcast and making this video, I, I wasn't sure of how to address it. I wasn't sure what that would look like. I, I, it gave me anxiety just to think about because I think that there's a level of how much is valuable for you to hear Maybe you're not an entrepreneur. Maybe you're not a coach. Maybe you don't use social media other than just to stay connected with friends, which is fantastic. But my fear was that either the episode wouldn't be valuable. It would just be me here talking. But it was also, what do I share that allows me to be authentic but also show what I actually experienced? And I think that there was a, a level of fear that by being vulnerable with this and, and really allowing you to see what I experienced, not just in that month, but leading up to that month and everything that fueled that decision, that if I let you see that and I really dove into that, then I would lose any authority that I had. Now, that's not true. And <laughs> I'm grateful that I have Lindsay to talk to me about this, but I also dove into it myself. And if I don't share this, and if I don't actually give you the window 
into what my life has been like for the last year and, and what I've been experiencing and what actually fueled this, but also what I gained from stepping back. There's a really great quote that reads, our freedom is measured by what we can walk away from. And if I don't share that level of freedom that I experienced, but also the, the bad parts of it, then I, I don't have credibility. I don't have anything of value because it's fake. And although there's a level of each experience that I dive into in my life, I, I, I make sure that it's practical for you to hear and also that I'm not hurting anyone else. So there's things that I don't share, but from, from my standpoint, this is something that <laughs> is one of the biggest challenges that I've overcome or I've had to overcome. And it's one of the biggest experiences that I've been challenged with, not just in, in stepping away from content, but just all these things kind of hitting at a point where that was the necessary action that I had to take. If I don't share that, then I don't think I have anything to offer you. So I don't want this just to be a highlight reel. I don't want to just talk to you about mindset and nutrition and fitness. I want this to be a space for you to realize that you're not alone and that there's things that you can produce in your life that are going to challenge you and are going to try you, but you can keep moving forward. And so why did I do this? Let's start there. So this year, like I said, has been a, a tremendous learning experience. Up to this point, you know, I started coaching people right after college. I, I was training people in college, but really started my coaching business right out of college. And I was the first person in New Hampshire, one of the first people in New England, that was doing online coaching. And my business just exploded. It was fantastic. And I was working with so many clients and I was just hustling. And I would put out content and it was this this momentum that I just had. And then we moved to Los Angeles. And that brought a whole other set of challenges. But it was always producing content, producing valuable content, helping clients, and, and just building it that way. And so from the time I graduated college, but even before then when I was bodybuilding, just doing my preps and so on, I was producing content nonstop, at least three to five posts a day, and engaging with everyone who was engaging in my content providing value. I would answer every single direct message. I would answer every single comment myself. And that was the means that was driving the actual coaching business. Now, the great part about that is I knew that I was helping a tremendous amount of people. But this year, I decided to aim at helping people with the lessons that I learned. And so I started to really look at this from a business standpoint, meaning how could I leverage my time to help a greater amount of people and who could I put in place into, into positions that I am not great at so that I can focus on what I am great at, which is working with clients. And I tried hiring people. I, I worked with six or seven people on my team at one point and we were working on all these different things and I just didn't have the skills to focus all my attention there, focus all my attention on clients 
and focus all my attention on content. And so what happened was the content and clients got the focus and attention and managing my team was something I hadn't experienced before didn't work out as well. And there was a lot of times where I was hiring people, but the one thing I really needed to do was just help, get help here. If I would have gotten help with my content, I would have been so much freer to focus on what I'm actually great at. And between moving, between some different things that I was hoping would happen, not falling into place, and just experiencing a new level of resistance that came with going from Los Angeles to Dallas, I started to hit these different walls that were in my path. I started to hit these different challenges. And the, the truth was that my mindset has always been to push through everything. I will not be defeated. <laughs> that is my mindset. I look at it as if there is something I need to do, I'm going to do whatever I can to get there as long as it's ethical and moral and I don't have to hurt people, right? Like if there is a target, I'm going to run through the wall to get to that target. And I, if you're watching this video and if you're listening to this podcast, my expectation is that you, you know what that's like. You have a target, you've had targets in your life, you have things that you want. And once you set yourself to it, you go for it and you don't stop. And so that has been my mindset. That's who I am. That's my athletic mindset. That's my entrepreneurial mindset. That's my coaching mindset. Like I will do whatever it takes to help a client. Whatever. It, it doesn't matter to me because that's what I value is the, the accomplishment of a task that I feel in my heart is worthy of my effort. And so as I was going through this year and hitting some of these different challenges or walls or whatever... My mindset was put my head down and keep moving forward because that's what matters the most. It's just keep moving forward, keep moving forward, keep moving forward. And, and something eventually will happen. Something eventually will break. And after moving here and after just a couple other things not going the way that I had intended, I felt so burnt out because I was spending so much time producing content and spending so much time answering people and writing people that... I wasn't able to actually focus on what is the most important, which is, first off, myself. I wasn't taking care of myself the right way. I wasn't taking, I wasn't, I wasn't, it's not that I wasn't taking care of myself because I was, I'm still healthy. Uh, I, I still meditate. I still train, but I, I wasn't peaceful and I was so just frustrated and had these moments of, I don't want to say anxiety because that's not the way it was, but I would say just general frustration and anger and all this pressure I was putting on myself, all this pressure I was putting on myself. And I started to judge myself based off of the people that I was associating with, people that I was comparing myself to. And I realized that the biggest cycle that was stopping me was where I was posting all my statuses, all my content, editing videos. Like I would go in the gym. This is real. I would go to the gym, work out, film all my workouts, go and do all my work, connect with clients, do all the things that I need to do in there. Meanwhile, I'm posting on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Instagram stories. I'm doing all these different things. 
And at the same time, I would then have to edit those videos that take about an hour and I would do a Facebook Live or a long form post later. I would spend 40 to 60 hours some weeks just editing content. Maybe probably maybe 60 is a little bit over an exaggeration, but I would say at least 30 to 40, if not getting up towards that 45, 50 some weeks, depending on the content matter. I remember, this is in LA, when I first started really producing content, I would spend almost a full day of work trying to figure out how to edit something. And that's fine because there's a level of, of you have to be a beginner in order to get started, but it's just not worth my time when I'm a really good coach. And so I, I came to this point where I was like, this isn't working, this isn't helpful, and I had all this fear that I was going to lose everything I built. I was going to lose my clients, I was going to lose my connection to my clients, I was going to lose all the things that I had worked so hard to build. I've spent the last three to four years doing this all and I had all this fear about what it would mean about me. And so that was a sign to step away. I did set myself up. So I looked at, Lindsay and I had a conversation, like looked at, okay, how long could I actually step away from the business of this? Like what, what could I do? And how long would that be? What's and business is called your cash burn or cash run runoff. So how long could we just exist without having anything happen in the business? You know, how could I just focus on clients in that time? And I was like, all right, so I'm just going to focus all my attention for this next month on the things that matter the most. I'm going to have this, this new focus on other things and I'm going to step back from this thing that is no longer serving me. And it was, it was peaceful and it was anxiety provoking. It made me have to address a tremendous amount of things that were in my life. And at the same time, it brought me so much peace in other senses too. So why, why it's important that you know why I was, why I was doing this because I, I think that at some level that contextualizes what I actually experienced. It wasn't like I was like having panic attacks and I was feeling judged by social media. It was more that I was spending so much time on things that didn't serve the people that I wanted to help. And this became such a distraction of my effectiveness, not just productivity, effectiveness, that continuing on that path was not going to allow me to reach my goal. And I don't think I've ever said this, but one of my goals is to change a million people's lives. Now, I know that that sounds really sexy. It sounds like a cool thing to say, but it's so true. I, I want to affect a million people in such a positive way that they, they can no, no longer go back to the way that they were because they had this experience, whether it was getting fit, changing their mindset, becoming mindful, understanding how to be with, with their food, or, and really understanding how to be with themselves. And because I talk so much about being with yourself and helping my clients get to that point, I was like, I got to own this and be clear with myself and get comfortable with myself and, and remove everything else and just be with me. And that's tough because when you're someone who's moving forward, you're used to being connected with people. You're used to 
having all these things running and you're used to this function of your lifestyle to just step back and be with you, I think takes a lot of courage. Not saying that for myself, but it takes a lot to be able to create space for yourself. And so that's what I did. Now, I had a couple questions that came from through social media because I posted this on my Facebook and on my Instagram. But I wanted to run you through the things I actually experienced this month because I cleared so much space for me to experience new things and to get back to what brought me the most joy. And so there's five things I want to dive into. And my, my point in bringing this up is that they bring you value. So I'm going to give some actual lessons and I'm going to tie some things in there that, that hopefully speak to you. But the first thing was what stepping back from this all and stepping back from content did for me was it allowed me to connect with my body, allowed me to connect with my fitness and allowed me to get back to a point of training with passion and training for myself, which sounds strange or it sounds like something that would be innate, but I was always thinking of how can I offer value? What can I bring? What could I do in my workouts that would bring value? What could I teach? I would always try to work out and capture a video or capture a lesson or at the end of every workout, as I was working out, I was trying to think like, oh, well, what could I teach from this exercise or this run or this yoga practice? What could I teach and bring value to my clients? Like, how is that a lesson? And what that did is it allowed me to or it created this system where I was never actually thinking of, wow, I just love working out. Because when I started bodybuilding, I documented that journey. The, the last time I felt completely in my training like this, just doing it because it brought me joy, was when I was a junior in college, or no, a sophomore in college, sophomore and junior summer. I remember me and one of my friends, we went to the gym, and I was like, hey, dude, I just want to train hard, and let's just have an amazing summer. And, and I remember I, I just made so much progress that it was so fulfilling because it was something that I enjoyed. I wasn't doing it for anyone else. And this experience over the last month was that. There was, there was points where I was just waking up, and I would just go for a run. And then later on in the day, I would train and I would just go do yoga or stretch. We went to Los Angeles for a wedding. We ended up staying with a friend of ours for 10 days, seven days. And in the morning, I would just wake up and stretch. Like, and that was my movement for the morning because I like to move every morning. I think it's a really effective way to get started your day, or get your day started. And I would just, just stretch for 10 minutes. And that was my movement, and it felt so good. And I remember telling Lindsay, like, I would have never done this. I would have stretched, but I never would have done that in the morning because I would have always been thinking of the content I could produce, or I would always be focused on an aesthetic goal. And there was another point where we went to Gold's Gym, which is the gym we used to train in L.A., where all the bodybuilders are at. And I used to think that I, even as fit as I am, and I know I'm fit, but I would never train with my shirt off because I would always say like, oh, I could look better. Like I would take photos of my shirt off, but I would never train with my shirt off because I would always be comparing myself in my head to what I felt like was my best rather than just being my best. And I had this moment where I trained with my shirt off 
And I was just like, you know what? I feel so good because I feel good about myself. And this is about me feeling good. It's not about me looking a certain way or being a certain physique or anything. And that connection to my body brought me so much peace. There was one other time where I decided to just go to Malibu for one day because I hadn't, like I lived in LA for two years and I didn't do things without thinking about content because that was the, the hamster wheel I was on. And there was this moment where I went to Malibu, driving by myself, I decided to just drive up there and I just sat on the beach and there were some people around and I just meditated. I just meditated for 30 minutes. And then after that, I was like, you know, what do I want to do? What does like my body want me to do? And I was like, oh, let's go swimming in the ocean. It was a beautiful day. So I went swimming in the ocean. I never did that. I never went swimming in the ocean just to do it. Like Lindsay and I dived in a couple times, but we never experienced that feeling because we were always either having to work or having to do this, having to do that having to think of content and I just swam in the ocean for like 10 minutes I just took it in and then I was like what do I want now well I want to go for a run on the beach like that would feel really good that's what my body wants for me and I didn't think of at first I did <laughs> at first I thought like oh people are going to judge me or I don't want to be the person who's running on the beach like because that's weird I was like no like that's so cool I want to do that so let's go do that. So I went for like a mile run, two mile run on the beach. And it was just amazing. And then I got back and I was like, well, what, what does my body want now? Like, what do I want in this moment? And I just wanted to do some yoga and stretch. So I just did that. And that solidified to me the, the value of, of this journey of health. This journey of fitness is not about just losing weight. It's not just about gaining muscle. It's about being able to move your body and experience peace and freedom because of it. And I hope that that's something that resonates with you. But it's something that I have really tried to speak about at great lengths. And it's something that I have always tried to be about. And now I really hope that, you know, for me in that moment, it just brought me such a deep sense of fulfillment to be able to connect with myself and connect with my body but there was also points and the second point I was going to make is I was able to connect with people because I had to test my comfort zone it's like if I'm not going to be connecting with people on social media I need to make Dallas my home I need to make Dallas my home just because I'm not on social media first off doesn't mean I'm not I'm not a coach that was a, a huge thing so if you're in a position where you're like hey like maybe you are a content producer you don't need to produce content to still be who you are. I was like, I don't need social media to be a coach. I need to help people to be a coach. Oh, that's so much more fulfilling. Let's continue to go in that direction. But I went to networking events by myself. I started jumping onto meetup.com, which is a, a site for people who are networking in business or just overall styles of life. So you can network with people who are in health, fitness, whatever you're feeling, you can connect with those people. And I started doing things that tested my comfort zone. And I made really great relationships out of it. So I was able to spend time with people that I wouldn't normally spend time with. I was able to go and go to different business meetings and go to different content meetings. Uh, meaning like um, I was able to actually start to 
connect with people who are videographers, connect with people who could help me export this. I was able to just have conversations. I had an amazing conversation with this guy at the gym. His name is Richard, and Richard is 73 years old. I was asking him, we started talking on our on like the walk from like where you where I go to the gym, you have to walk a little bit in order to get there or get into the door. And we started talking from the time we got in the elevator together to the time we got off, which is like two minutes because Richard has two blown knees. And he was like, oh, well, I used to ski and now I just try to come in and get a little bit of a workout. And I said, if you don't mind asking, with being that fitter, as fit as you used to be, and now being limited because of your age and because of your health, what keeps you going? Like, what keeps you showing up at the gym? He's like, it's all here. And if the doctors told me tomorrow that I had two days to live or five days to live, the first thing I would do is go onto the slopes one more time because that connection to my body is the greatest feeling I've ever had. And I was like, wow. Now, I, I might not have had that conversation if I wasn't in this state, but it also gave me more space to connect with my clients. I ended up spending more time talking to them and actually engaging with them and writing them and, and having conversations that were fulfilling but also were helpful to them. I, I spent more time with Lindsay and we actually were present with each other. And, and when we were in LA, we took time to enjoy our friend's wedding without having to be on social media. And we were able to connect with everyone at the table in a deeper way. We were able to connect with the friends that we stayed with. I, I just I, I, I refocused my attention towards what matters most, and that's people. And not always thinking of the things that I felt I was obligated to do in order to prove myself to the world or to prove myself to myself. I just did the right things. Did the things that I truly found to be meaningful, which is connecting with people and building those relationships. Now, the thing about it is I was also able to reflect. So I didn't just take a month off and have a vacation. I was waking up, 6 o'clock, going and working out, and then the rest of that time I would block off maybe a two to three hour point where I was reflecting on a specific target. So I was reflecting on this, this question I would write myself, like, what do I want to do? What is the business I want to produce? What do I need to learn in order to become the person that I want to become? And what knowledge do I have to produce in order to get to that, that space? And I had so much time to reflect. And I created so much space around that, that I was actually able to have clarity for the first time in a long time on what what I actually wanted, where I wanted to go, and who I was becoming. I had this really great moment when we went to LA because my intention with moving to LA was that we were going to be extremely successful right off the bat. Not because I thought that's how it worked, but because that's what my intention was. I was going to do whatever it took. And the truth is, is that we had a lot of success in LA, but I wasn't telling myself that after we left. When, when we left LA, I described it as almost like if you're in college, you have a test. And when you get that test, you do that test, and that test was moved from New Hampshire to LA. And so when we left from New Hampshire to LA, it was like I turned in the test, and I got to see what my grade was for that exam. It was like it was posted online. And the whole time, it looked like I got like a 50. 
or 60. And I was telling myself while we were in Dallas for the last six months, well, all these things didn't work out and, and you got a 50 on that test. You're, you're not successful or you, know, you didn't map up to your standards. And I was beat myself up a little bit about it. And when we went back to LA, I was like, okay, well, so it was like getting the test back and seeing the professor's answers. I go, oh, so I got literally all these things right. I figured out how to do all these things and I was successful with it. Oh, and then I got these three answers wrong because I wasn't focused on these things and I didn't, I missed that point or I wasn't as articulate there. And, oh, if I just correct these these three answers and I just learn them, then I'll get a 90, I'll get an 80. I'll get exactly to the 100% that I want. And I didn't see it that way until we were able to get back to LA and reflect. And I, I was so bent on moving to LA, or moving from California to LA, becoming a bodybuilder, and then becoming this influencer. And my whole life changed when I decided that that wasn't what I wanted to do. And I'd spent four or five years building that as my mindset that that was what my life was going to be. And so from that point where I decided not to, which is really only like a year and a half, two years ago, I have been building this new vision. And so it was like this, this reflection of, well, yeah, like obviously you haven't perfected it because you're still figuring out exactly what that looks like, but you're so much further than before. And I think that we don't create enough time and space to reflect because we sell ourselves a story. We sell ourselves a story about what it actually means about us. And this whole time, I was selling myself this story that wasn't true. It just wasn't. Things didn't work out because I wasn't the right person yet. Because my whole intention changed. And if I would have kept bodybuilding, then I probably would have been successful. Or maybe something worse would have happened. Right? Like maybe I would have gotten hurt. Maybe I would have lost my connection with Lindsay. Like, who knows? Being able to reflect gives you perspective. And when you have perspective, you're able to actually get to the point where you can change. And you can take that next step. And so the biggest thing that I did was all the time I would have been spending thinking about content, I actually spent learning. One of the best things I did was I read through this whole book. I actually read through both these books. I read through Arnold Schwarzenegger's Total Recall. And I read through Steve Jobs' Steve Jobs. It was it's his autobiography, biography by Walter Isaacson. And it was so practical and helpful to see from Steve Jobs' perspective what he actually experienced to become the person that we all know. And the coolest thing was it aligned me and centered me to what I really value. And I don't, I don't need to dive into everything about Steve Jobs and I'm not trying to put him on a pedestal, but consistently from the time he started Apple to the time that he passed away, his focus was on providing people with products that changed their life. It wasn't on making a million dollars. It wasn't on being famous or being wealthy. It was on providing people with something that would change their life. And that's something that I've always been about. But the other point in reflection is it showed me how listening to the wrong people and getting the wrong people in my 
space that I was comparing myself to or judging myself off of wasn't as practical or helpful as I needed it to be. Because I needed to stay in my lane and my lane is helping people. And so that reflection of, okay, back to center, what do you value? Like, what do you want your legacy to be about? And where do you want to grow to? Recentered me and refocused me. And so for you, as you're listening to this, whatever you're experiencing or whatever you feel like you need to create that straight, narrow path with, creating space to reflect and change your story is one of the most fundamental ways to actually understand where you're going and what has happened. Now, that's point number three. And point number four was that I experienced tremendous amounts of bliss. The moment in Malibu, I remember calling Lindsay and being like, this is mind-blowing. Like, I've never felt this peaceful. I've never felt like I was connected to God in that way. And you can say the universe. I'm going to say God. But I never also felt like I had been present with myself in that long. And it was so peaceful. It was one of the most peaceful experiences in my life. And I was able to enjoy myself more. I was able to have really great conversations. I had a two-hour meeting with a software engineer in Dallas. It was supposed to be half an hour long. And we just started talking about all these different ideas. And he was like, yeah, like you do this and that. And that brought me so much joy because I wasn't thinking about anything else other than being in that position with that conversation. I was able to go to coffee shops that I never had seen before and never would attest to because I needed to be effective and need to be productive and write and journal. And with that, with that bliss came so much anxiety, came so much fear because I would have moments where I would set my intention, like, okay, today I want to tackle this problem, and I would hit walls. I'd feel stuck. I, I would feel like there was a glaring blur over my vision because I don't know how to do that. And all this fear would come up. One of the things I learned from reading the Steve Jobs book is that when something like that would happen or when someone would say, hey, we can't do that, his response was, don't be afraid. You'll figure it out. And... I started to feel this sense of anxiety about these different moments. Like I'm used to having a packed schedule from either four, like literally most, not every day, but I would say, I would say 75 to 70% of my day is, is jam-packed from 4 a.m. or 4.30 to 8 with something. And it might just be scheduling time with Lindsay. It might be scheduling a meeting, but it's packed. And I do that because it makes me feel like I'm productive. And it makes me feel like I'm effective. And it's this, this focus. But to not have that gave me so much anxiety because I was like, well, I'm not being productive as I would deem productive in that space where I was existing. But the truth is, I was incredibly productive. I was incredibly focused. And I had so much momentum off of each moment because I was intentional about what I needed rather than what I thought that I needed for someone else. And so when I say like there's these moments of bliss and anxiety, because it's easy to tell you like, oh, I'm, I'm perfect now and I've had this great breakthrough and everything's amazing. But the truth of the matter is that 
when I get on social media now, I still kind of feel that same way. I still feel that same feeling of, of my, my, it's almost like it revs me up. Like it makes me want to move faster. And that's not a bad thing, but it's about being mindful that that's a habit that I still need to work on. Okay. That's fine. I'm just going to work on that. It's, it's almost as if, now, I, I, I could take more time off, but that's not what I want, and I know that's not effective. And the reason why it's not effective is because at some point, you have to keep moving forward once you know the answer. Like, I know the answers of where I'm going. I, I, at least I have an idea, right? Like, I, I know, like, one of the things I'm actively doing is I want to produce amazing content. I want to produce phenomenal content, and that's going to require me having someone who helps me, okay? So I'm going to focus on that, but I'm not going to be doing it all myself. I want to get back to my roots of just focusing on what is valuable, everything. What is valuable for you to hear? All right, we're going to get back to those roots. I'm still going to be making content, but I'm going to be moving forward in a more effective way. And so it's like if you're on a fitness journey and what you're doing isn't working, I had this actual conversation with a client while I was in this month. So what you're doing isn't working. Like you're trying to do a million things to get to a solution that you've been trying to do for the last year to two years. It's not helping you. Take a step back. Give yourself some peace. Breathe. Focus on what feels good. Focus on doing the things that feels good. Focus on those small wins of just eating a little bit healthier. On just moving your body. Because... You're comparing yourself to how you have to be in order to be your best so much that you're not even able to take action on one thing. Let's take a step back. Let's do one small thing. And by making that our focus, you'll actually get what you want. And so if you're in a position where you're trying to do more and more things, pulling back can be more effective. And that's where you're going to shift from that point of anxiety to that point of bliss because you're no longer going to be comparing yourself to everything. And so the last thing that I wanted to really bring up here is really the last thing I experienced was I gave myself honest feedback. We tend to tell ourselves stories. This thing didn't work out. That means this about me. The reason why it didn't work out, the reason why I'm struggling is because of this. Is that honest though? Is that honest? Is that what's actually happening to you? Because most of the time, that's not the truth. We are selling ourselves a story based off of either someone else's narrative, based off of the experience from someone else. Someone else did that same thing. They tried that thing and they put that fear into you. And now, because you've experienced something similar, you're playing off of their story. Or, perhaps, you're so stuck in this, this situation that you can't see what's actually true. It's like we put up this wall, and we don't want to see the outside. A lot of times, when you're in that tunnel of focus on one thing, all you can see is the tunnel. But sometimes all you have to do is pull your head out and be like, oh, like literally there's this world out here. And for me, I was able to give myself really honest feedback. Like, hey, 
you made these mistakes. You're allowed to make mistakes. You're allowed to make mistakes. Like for me, I was like, hey, dude, you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to experience that because you didn't know that. How can you know something that you don't know? How can you learn something that you did not know you were supposed to learn? Whether that's in how you're handling yourself, how you're handling your fitness, how you're handling your business. Like these were all things that were converging. And I was able to be like, oh, wow. Like I, I, I didn't realize I didn't know that. I didn't realize that that's what happened. But the truth is, is that these things were all friggin' amazing. Like the biggest takeaway from this year was that Lindsay and I learned how to work with each other. Like the if I could like give myself an honest feedback or some honest feedback from this year, biggest things that I learned was how to not run my business, meaning like how do I actually lead people? How do I effectively hire people? How do I effectively coach people so that I am not a part of this as much as I am a part of this. I've, I learned how to connect with people in person because that was something I didn't do when I moved to LA because I was insecure. Truth, I just felt insecure. I'm coming from a small town. All these people have something that I don't. They either have a million followers or they have this great body. I knew I had a good body, but you know, we're talking about the best of the best. I didn't feel like I stacked up all the time. So I wasn't able to connect. And then the other piece was that moving to Dallas, I had to hey, learn that lesson. I'm going to go connect to people. And I've had some awesome friends here now. The last thing, though, is that I didn't know how to work with Lindsay. This year, Lindsay and I, like a full year, like from this point last year to this year, we lived with two of our clients for two months. We had never done that. We didn't, I mean, it's not like that's something that we planned either. So we were just going with what life was giving us. And we we're learning how to manage each other while managing our businesses, while managing our clients, and learning where each person's strength is. We didn't know that before. How would we? Because we never had to do that. And I realized that there's so many things that Lindsay is great at that I'm not. And there's so many things that I'm great at that she's not. And so rather than us building two different engines, what if we just work together in a more compatible way? You guys have seen that with this podcast. We're starting to become more of a team, and that's because we know how to. We had, like, Lindsay and I, the honest feedback point is, Lindsay and I had some amazing conversations that we wouldn't have had because I would have been so focused on productivity. I would have been so focused on other things that we wouldn't have had really raw and honest conversations. It just wouldn't have happened. And I, I feel like that honest feedback is so essential when you're seeking more out of yourself. Now, like I said, I'm not completely out of the weeds. I'm going to continue to improve. I'm going to continue to learn. And I'm going to give myself more grace. But as you're in this moment, hearing this, listening to this, watching this, I hope that there's, a, there's something that you can gain out of this. Do I think that social media is evil? Absolutely not. I think it is a powerful tool that serves people for the better so long as people are better. But 
I do believe that when something is no longer serving you, it's okay to walk away from it. Whether that's a person or a relationship or a fitness goal. And I, that one's tough, right? Because it's like, well, well I want to lose this weight. Maybe it's not the thing you're supposed to do right now. Maybe you're supposed to focus on your health. Maybe you're supposed to just get momentum, right? Or maybe it's a business venture or something else. Whatever it is that's that's destroying a part of you that you know is so valuable and integral to who you are, step away from it. A day, an hour, a week. Today I actually posted this on social media, and that is that a bad day of nutrition is not going to ruin your progress. But quitting on yourself and feeling like a failure will. It's the same for a month, a week, a year. Like you haven't fucked up. You just have to take the next step. And that's the same with what I'm talking about here. If you're in a position where there's something that's not serving you and you know that you can tangibly feel that it's the right move to step away, then you should do it. I thought about doing this for a year. I thought about doing this for a full year. And I didn't do it out of fear. And all the lessons and wisdom I gained proved that if I would have just done that a year ago, I would have been in such a better place. And that's okay, because I'm there now. What I really learned from it all, though, is that I want to focus on changing a million people's lives. That is my key takeaway. Anything that's not in alignment with that is not in alignment with me. Uh, I'm not going to tolerate that in my life. The second thing is to get back to what brings me joy and focus on giving that to other people. My third thing is to be the calm in the middle of the storm. When I think about what I feel like I'm supposed to do, it's to be someone who gives people joy and brings light to them. And that's what I want my life to be about. I want you to watch this. I want you to listen to this. I want you to feel and know that what you can produce in your life is completely possible. And I don't want to do that because it's a happy word or a happy thought. Because life is brutal. And life is tough. And there's amazingly difficult moments that bring you to your knees and destroy you. Or can destroy you. And my belief is that having something that has a positive outlet, like training fitness, like movement, keeping your body moving is what keeps you moving forward no matter what. If I didn't have fitness and I was doing something else and I felt all the feelings that I had before, I don't know where I'd be. Fitness is my anchor. It's what keeps me going forward no matter what's going on. It's, it's, the most powerful tool that I can think of to actually allow you to see your potential, to push yourself beyond your boundaries, and to believe that you're worthy of more. That's all it is. That's what it's about.
And so my mission is to continue to spread that as many to as many people as possible. And that is what my key takeaway is. Just continue to do what I know is right and to continue to do what brings me joy and along the way bring you as much valuable information, lessons, content as possible. So I hope this podcast has been valuable to you. I hope this message has been valuable to you. And I just hope that this reaches you well. I didn't want to do this. Lindsay told me, you got to do this. You got to do this. She's very smart. And <laughs> um, I'm, I'm really grateful for her too. I don't, this probably doesn't have to be said. But Lindsay is incredible. She's so smart. She's so talented. And I know that this month wouldn't have been possible without her. And so, shout out to Lindsay. But thank you all for tuning in. I hope this message reached you well. I hope it's powerful, helpful. I hope it gives you some grace. And more than anything, if you found this valuable, you don't have to leave me a review. You don't have to like or comment on this. But I ask that you share this message with someone. Share it with someone who you think needs to hear it. Share it with someone who you think will find it valuable. And just just spread joy and spread light wherever you can. Because there's more of us. Or maybe a better articulation is the world needs more people like us. The world needs more people who believe that there is more. There is something better. You can improve. And it's not perfect. It's ugly. This stuff is hard. And it's always going to be that way. It's never going to be this simple thing. But leaning into that and allowing yourself to be the person who's in the middle of the storm, standing up and saying, it's going to be all right. If you can be that person and you can spread that light, then I just believe that that has a profound effect on how we live. And so, thank you all. I love you. Send this message out. I'm back. (laughs) I'm excited to be here with you, and I'm excited for where we're going to go. So, on that note, continue to be a light and inspire others to believe more. I'll see you. Thank you for tuning in today to my journey. I hope this episode brought some value and light into your life. If you love this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes and shout us out on your Instagram story so we can share this message with as many people as possible. And if you're ready to start your own journey, reach out to me at brianpickwist.com forward slash start. And until next time, thank you again. And remember, the journey starts with you. I'll see you guys.